That's Daylock in that right now. It is Daylock. Yes. So what happened to Devin Dudnik? And I'm looking to see if he's on the bench also, but I'm wondering if he's stretched out and maybe injured himself. Stewart weaving his way in. Coming down the left side. Fires. He scores on the short side. Stewart scores for Minnesota. How good is Stewart going on the uh, Toshiro's also, Bob? What your destination 17 goals on the season. He'll stick handle in here on Alex Thalock. Fires as Thalock gets a piece of it and forces it back up into the netting, back behind the goal. But we're tied to 1-1 for two rounds of the shootout. Up to Chuck. This turned 20 yesterday. Chance to win it here for Calgary. Kachuk goes in. Fires on goal. Thalock makes the save. So we go to sudden death shootout. Chance to win it here for the Calgary Flames. Bennett. Moving in here on Staylock. Bennett goes in, fires on goal, and Staylock fires out the right pad and makes the save. It remains 1-1 through four rounds of the shootout. Kyle Gramlin coming out 0 for 4 so far in his career, Gramlin is. Here's Gramlin, swings left side. Now Gramlin scoots in, Gramlin a shot, he scores! Gramlin scores for Minnesota, and the Wild made the shootout 2-1. Flames have to match it here, or the Wild have won their fourth overtime game in a row. Michael Furlan is the shooter here for the Calgary Flames. He's not wasting any time. Furlan stick handles right side, moves through the right circle, charges towards the net, goes to the backhand, Staylock makes the save, and the Wild win in the shootout. They beat Calgary 2-1. Those were the voices of uh, Tom Reed and Bob Kurtz on the Wild Radio Network. This is Michael Russo from The Athletic here on the fan filling in for Paul Allen on this uh, really snowy, slick Wednesday morning. Nor do I think Wednesday. Yeah, it is Wednesday, yep. Mr. Russo. I, uh, You're wearing a hat today. It makes me feel uncomfortable, <laughs> but good morning. It was a late start. Good morning. Uh, great show filling in for PA today. Uh, John Krasinski uh, from The Athletic will be joining me at 920. That was a real tough get. Uh, but John was nice he was enough available. to come in. Yeah, he was. Uh, That's good. Anthony LaPanta, enough, another tough get. Uh, Fox Sports North, Anthony LaPanta coming in. The Athletics' Pierre Lebrun. That was another tough get. Uh, and Connor Beaupre, who backed up my first guest last night. Uh, Alex Daylock, who had the big victory. The Wild have won five out of six games, four of those beyond regulation. And uh, the last two of those victories, Alex Daylock. Alex, how are you this morning? Doing well, uh, building forts and trying to get the little guy dressed uh, <laughs> to get him going. But other than that, it's uh, it's been a good morning. Goalie by night, dad by day. Uh, exactly. That's Alex Stalock. And and Alex, I mean, first of all, can you kind of take us through last night? How does it come about that you find out that Devin was injured, and and when did you find out you were coming in? You know, is, it, is that actually that first TV timeout? Uh, you kind of noticed he was moving a little bit slow and. Uh, in the crease after uh, some of his saves, and he came over and mentioned that uh, it was uh, it was bugging him. Um, that, uh, but it, you know, he said it wasn't too painful. He just heard heard something, uh, had or felt something happen to his knee more so, and uh, and then uh, you know he just uh, went in and got looked at. And you know, obviously we'll know more today, but it didn't seem like it was uh, too big of a deal. It was more so just uh, you know be smart and. Um, don't put any uh, stress into it. You know what I mean? Give it some time. Yep. So when, you, when you're a backup goalie and, and you find out that you're coming in, I mean, a lot of times you have to rush right in there. How do you, during kind of that intermission, get mentally and physically prepared to come into a game 
uh, that you know is going to be a tight one, and, and frankly, the team looked a little sluggish in the first period. Yeah, right. I mean, like going the intermission part actually helps quite a bit. Otherwise, you know, you're going in uh, all of a sudden. You're Ricky Brownwell's grabbing your gear. You're jumping the bench, and all the eyes are watching. You're like, what's this guy doing? And uh, <laughs> you know, so when you come out after intermission, actually, it's uh, it's a little bit nicer. You get time to warm up and uh, just come out like a normal period or the start of a game. So it, it works out well that way. And obviously, yeah, it's a little funny coming in with a lead. Uh, that doesn't happen so much usually if you're going in. It's uh, the other way around. So, you, uh, you, you know, it did seem like the Wild at the beginning of the second period really protected you well. You didn't face a ton of shots early on, and is was it hard to get into that that period? You know, not really. A game like that, like I said, when you're up on nothing, it's like you got you got to be ready to go right away. All of a sudden, uh, you don't want to let them right back in the game. So it, it was uh, a period where I just kind of had to make the saves that that. Uh, you know they were taking decent shots, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, you know save after save. And our guys did a great job letting the guy go in and kind of just get comfortable and feel it out. We're talking with Alex Daylock, uh, goaltender for the Minnesota Wild, and you know Alex, a lot of talk about the shootout uh, the last couple games, and, and obviously you've been in for two of the victories against Colorado and and again last night. What, what was that like last night? And what's your thoughts? on the Johnny Goudreau goal that, that really Bruce Boudreau and, and a lot of fans felt should not have counted. Right. You know, it's a rule that no one really, I guess, truly understands. Uh, I don't know. We, I guess we'll find that's not something maybe we find out more today too, whether uh, that's a good play or not. But yeah, obviously, I mean, the skill to that he had to make that play to kind of run out of room to make that soft little chip and ha- have it go into the, the corner and that was pretty amazing and it just shows the skill level of some of the guys that are in our league now and um you know whether or not it was legal or illegal i guess it's uh to play that the fans generally you know they want to see i guess is it's more goals so who knows maybe uh maybe it is a, a legit play and it, it is interesting it actually has nothing according to the nhl rule book it, it has nothing to do with the players movement the rule is whether the puck uh is kept in motion toward the opponent's goal line and and in that situation, you know, it's barely, but you could almost make a, the case that that he pulls it backwards when he's going side to side. But uh, but obviously, it didn't matter in the end. And and you were fired up after the victory, Alex. So what has changed in these overtimes uh, before this stretch of of five straight victories in either shootouts or overtimes? The Wild were a league worst five and seventeen and three on threes. Now unbeaten in those situations. What type of adjustments have you seen in front of you? You know, I think uh, I think it's funny adjustments wise. I mean, uh, I guess we're starting two D to open up open up the overtime. But other than that, I think it's just like uh, any other streaks or momentum you build. Is uh, once you start feeling good about yourself, and you know, you start winning games that way. It almost feels like you should win that way. You know, so mm-hmm. you get feeling that good. We win a couple in a row, and now it's just. I guess when we get there, we feel comfortable, and you know, we're uh, you know smart about our chances and. We haven't really given up many chances in overtime for the last two games that I remember, you know, and, and it feels like we've been in there end the whole time. So it's, uh, you know, it's something to build on. And obviously, you know, once we get there, it's nice to feel comfortable. You know, it's not not like kind of one of those things where you get there and you say, oh, geez, it's, uh, it's a comfort situation. And that's a good thing, obviously, because that extra point, if you keep picking them up throughout the year, it adds up quite a bit. We uh, we just came back from San Jose, and and the game before that, you you your first game ever playing against an old team, against the Sharks. I know you have a lot of admiration for the organization. What was the experience like playing against them, and how satisfying was it to 
not only get the victory, but frankly, really save the day in the third period. I know you gave up a couple goals, but man, that thing could have very easily turned sideways and been a regulation loss. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was pretty exciting for a group that you've been with for a while and organization you've been with since day one. It's uh, pretty cool to go back into a building that you played a lot of hockey and watched a lot of hockey in. And uh, but you know, obviously the, we had a nice lead going into the uh, going into the third period, but you know, how that team's built and how they're wired. And, you know, I know exactly what they were thinking in, in intermission going into the third. And they did exactly what I figured and came out firing. And, um, you know, that's, that group never, uh, never quits. And obviously a couple of years ago, they're in the Stanley cup finals and, um, you know, it's still a great team out there. So to get out of that building anytime with two points is quite the accomplishment. And, you know, our group, uh, for, for the Cali, for the California trip, three good teams and to get four points out of there is pretty exceptional. Yeah, I, I, the one thing I remember about the San Jose Sharks, and I think I told you about it after the game, is that Curtis Foster, when he broke his femur there about eight, nine years ago, um, Doug Wilson, the GM there, really tr- was unbelievably cap classy, uh, helped Curtis through it while he was stuck in California while the rest of the team came home. His assistant spent all that time, um, you know, really helping uh, Curtis and his family while he was in the hospital. And you had a similar experience while playing for the for the Sharks. Could you kind of take fans through that? Uh, and, and what the what the organization sh- th- uh, showed you? Yeah, that was obviously uh, probably, I think six years ago now, and getting hurt down in the American League during a game. And um, you know, at the time, the ownership group uh, with Kevin Compton involved, he, he uh, did an unbelievable job of getting uh, get me. And uh, at the time, my girlfriend back to uh, we were uh, out east, out east, and he flew us back. Actually, they sent us out uh, one of his private jets and put us back on the jet back to Minnesota, you know, whatever be as comfortable as possible. And, uh, you know, obviously waiting a week or two to uh, get us to Mayo Clinic to the right doctor and, you know, to get a surgery that uh, hopefully was going to be a successful one. Um, you know, anytime we were messing around with nerve injuries, it was uh, something that we wanted to take time and not rush. And, and it, since the moment it happened on the ice to obviously the day I was able to come back and play, they were there supporting me the whole way. And, you know, they gave me a contract a year that they knew I wasn't even going to be playing on the ice. So it, it was pretty cool what, what they did from, from the minute it happened to obviously being able to make it back. That was actually the coolest thing of the Curtis Foster story in my eyes was actually Doug Risebrow signed Curtis to give him, you know, knowing he was going to play the following year to give him motivation to really work his way back. Uh, you know, that says a lot about an organization. Let, let me ask you, Alex, I know you got to get to practice and, and take care of your kids here, but, but uh, you know, what has this whole experience been like being back in, in Minnesota, being the hometown guy, resurrecting your career the way that you did uh, from a tough time two years ago? Uh, no, it's been great. Uh, you know, coming home, being around family, obviously now starting a small, or, you know, a young family yourself is, huge having help around and you know i think it's it's a pride thing too like you growing up here you watch them since day one since they came back and um going to games and um you know it's just it feels good to go to the rink and and kind of win in minnesota it feels extra special and obviously them give me a chance last year to kind of come back here and get my game back to to where i had it in the past is uh was a ton of fun and you know last year was a great year to have to, to get back and get playing games but at the same time, like feeling good and playing well, and obviously, it uh, you know it was a right move to to get back and playing games, and and uh, you know I really enjoyed it.
There's uh, seven games left, uh, six games left before the uh, the Christmas break in a very short period of span uh, time. Are you, you know, if Devin's sidelined this entire time, are, are you confident that you could take over and, and, and continue to lead this team? Yeah, I mean, it'll be fun. I've never had a, had a chance to do that where you go in and uh, you get a chance to maybe run uh, a few games in a row. But you never know. I mean, obviously, we'll find out more medically what's going on. And um, if that is the case, is show up every night and, and give this group a, t- you know, a chance to win because the, the talent we have in that room can, can win a lot of games. So, you know, it's my job. Make the saves I need to make. And who knows? No, just get it to overtime and then get to win, I guess. That's all <laughs> we need to do. So as long as we get to overtime, we'll be fine. And then, uh, But, no, it's, it's a tough stretch. Like you said, six games, but they come in a hurry. And, um, you know, it's not going to be easy. But at the same time, I think the way this group's feeling right now, it's uh, – It'll be good. By the way, do you know where PA is today? Is he is he just off buying horses for you two, or, or is he? Yeah, maybe. Taking... I have no idea. Who knows? You <laughs> never know. Well, That'd be nice buying winners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Alex, uh, I appreciate you, especially coming on the PA show without PA sitting in this chair. So thanks and enjoy yep, practice. No today. problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep.